0: Hi, friends. Welcome back. This is Be Still, Be Free. It's Monica and Sarah, and hope that you enjoyed last week's introduction to this new, new age, just kidding, <laughs> newfangled uh, semester of episodes that we have going on, and we are going to kick up kick off and dive in with spiritual gifts. It's going to be fun. Yes, so
1: it's going to be good. I hope that you all maybe already took a spiritual gifts test. We Did have links to
0: one in the notes That's right. in case you have not. So go take one. Yes. Go mm-hmm. take one today.
1: Um, okay. So I thought what I would like to do is kick off with, we, we touched on this last week, but is what we're doing, does it line up with the word of God, yeah. right? Because it's a man-made test. It's a whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's, especially when it comes to spiritual gifts, what's really cool is that that is already biblical. It's brought out to us in, um, first Corinthians about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this. I talked about Dr. Tal, uh, Elmer Towns. Um, he has a article called personality as a matter of the heart. And he describes the heart mentioned in the Bible as our personality. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible verses that often come out of the heart, Mm -hmm. this, or, you know, at even as a man thinketh, yeah. right? This, so is he. Um, whenever the Bible is talking about not the vessel that actually pumps the blood, they're talking about your personality. Yeah. What is unique to
0: you yeah. and how that comes out of you. So I just wanted to I read. I saw a definition one time that called it like the seat of all of our emotions and attitudes Ooh, and stuff, which I, I, I love, love that, that visual.
1: Okay, so I've got two quotes that I wanted to read real quickly. Expressions of personality, such as intellect, emotions, and will are all described in the context of the heart. Also, the Bible describes the heart as the center of a person's moral awareness, the conscience, obviously, or yes, obviously, when the Bible uses the word heart, it is talking about human personality rather than the organ, which pumps the blood through our bodies. That's from Dr. Elmer Towns. And then Nate Claiborne out of knowing God, knowing through knowing ourselves, which I love that knowing God through knowing ourselves yeah. so we can get to know God better by mm-hmm. getting to know us better. Yeah. It's like science, right? Getting to know his creation, right? I thought that was so fantastic. Keeping this idea in mind, personality tests, to the extent that they help us understand ourselves better, can be appropriated and used on the path of wisdom. Our personalities are complex and varied, of course, and no one test can truly capture how fearfully and wonderfully made each of us is. I thought this was great because it's just teaching us, though, more and more how fearfully and wonderfully made we truly, truly are. And so when you take those kinds of quotes, and you may have some stuff here as well, I thought, okay, great. Like, there's no argument that there is nothing wrong with us getting to know ourselves better with the intent that we're going to use it to be better gospel builders Mm -hmm. and that we are going to Praise Jesus more.
0: Well, and I love it too, because like you said, knowing God through knowing ourselves, we are all made in the image of Christ. Therefore, a lot of the ways that I am are, are perspectives of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there are reflections of like, God does have, a, have this tendency. Mm-hmm. God does see gray as well as black and That's white. Right. Like there are the absolutes, but like he can he can have compassion. He can have sympathy and mm-hmm. understanding yes. of all of that. And so, um, so, yeah, like that does help you no, God more. I loved um, crosswalk.com. I was like, just trying to Google, like, okay, so there's probably a lot of people that haven't even really heard of spiritual get- gifts or have heard it and just kind of put it in the category of this is all very woo woo. Yes. And like, that's the speaking in tongues kind of Pentecostalism yes. that I don't do at my church. Right. So I wanted to give just like a really quick definition. Um, A spiritual gift is a God-given ability distributed to individual Christians by the Holy Spirit that allows him or her to work through their lives to help the church execute its mission on earth. And it did a great comparison. Natural talents are often the vehicle through which spiritual gifts can be used. For example, a Christian vocalist might have the spiritual gift of evangelism, but being expressed through the vehicle of natural talent. And so that's kind of how we're talking about, like, we have our natural talents and abilities, but what is the spiritual gift that's going to, like, propel that forward for the benefit of the body? I love that. I love
1: that. May have the gift of evangelism, but uses the gift, the natural gift ability to express it. Yes. Fantastic. Where you may think that your spiritual gift is music and it's not
0: highest, but that's just the way that you evangelize. Exactly. That's really, really cool. And every believer has at least one gift, um, according to first Corinthians 12, All believers are to evaluate themselves in terms of their God-given gifts, and that's from Romans, and I'll read that later. And the
1: God-given gift comes from the gift of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. This, you know, once you become a believer,
1: He left a gift with us. Right. That gift comes into us. And you got to uncover it. That's right. you got to figure out what it is so you can use it, because that way we're all part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Can't all just be one way. So we're going to dive into, all of these are going to kind of mesh together. So for me, my Bible verses are going to kind of support personality, spiritual gifts, and so forth. Yeah love languages and whatever. But I am um, reading through the Bible right now and I'm stuck in Exodus. Oh my God. I feel like I'm in the desert. I'm not even lying. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to read my Bible today. I got four chapters because I'm behind. I mean, you know... You can only read how the temple was constructed so many times. Right. And you're just like, skim, skim, skim. And then the fundamentalist legalist in, in me is like, no, you there can't skip a word. Yes. What if there, God wanted to speak to you on that page? And you, oh my God. Like, I can't even tell you the, the flesh and <laughs> spirit, like argument that goes on in my head. Just reading the Bible. Ashley Edwards can understand that. She's going to listen to this. I know. Um, anyways, in Exodus... And again, I'm always amazed at how often you can read the Bible or read something more than once and you learn something different every time. I could not tell you that I ever remember reading this or knowing this, but it stuck out to me, like just, you know, jumped off the pages at me when I read it. And it was before we had even decided to do this. So the Lord is giving Moses the commandments. And he's telling them exactly how he wants the tabernacle and the ark and all these things to be built, How what he wants Aaron and all the priests to wear. Like, I mean, it is detailed, okay? And then it says, when God visited Moses and told him the details of building the temple, the ark of the covenant, and so forth, he specifically mentioned gifting specific people with the spirit, because the spirit had not been gifted yet, because Christ had not died on the cross yet, right? So... Giving, not everybody had that. Mentioned gifting specific people with the spirit and the spirit gifts and talents. The Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. And he has given Oholiab the ability to teach others. He has filled them with the skill to do all kinds of works. Okay, right there that is spiritual gifting Mm -hmm. given of the spirit spirit is given these gifts so that these guys had the understanding the ability and the skill to do all that was being asked of them to build the the temple and the ark and so forth the other thing that i found was interesting because this is a study bible so i always try to read the context down at the bottom just to kind of see what they're teaching god didn't ask moses to build the tabernacle so when you think about who was the big guy at the time, he was the leader. He's the leader, right? And so you're like, man, I want to be Moses. He didn't ask Moses to build the temple. He gave him the ideas of what it was supposed to be, the specifications of how it was going to happen. And then he said, now go and motivate the experts to do it. And he didn't even ever see the project. Somebody else completely oversaw the project. So I think it's just a beautiful Old Testament representation and continuity of how the Lord deals with how, when there's something that has to be done for the gospel, everybody has something different to do. Yes. People sewed, people chiseled, people. Um, made cloth because they had to make it all. Like right. It wasn't just, you know, the Joanne's fabric that they could get right. out and they buy. They weren't the carrying bolts on yeah. their back walking <laughs> exactly. through the desert. You know, so they had to, the people had to bring gold and they had to bring all these things. And the other thing that I loved about it is it says the willing people mm-hmm. were the ones who helped. So there is a free will in all of this. Yes. And, and so we say this it tells you there were people unwilling. That's right. To help. Which means are you willing to learn about what your spiritual gifts are? are and use them for God. or are you not? Yeah. And he's not going to force you to do it. Yeah. You know, but I have to imagine the people who didn't had to be sitting on the sideline going, I mean, there had to be like a yes. man we're missing out or man, I wish I could be more like him or right. why is God choosing to use him and not me? But, Active participant, yes. Participant.
0: I'm just. I'm looking at this list. So, that depending on the place that you go to for spiritual gifts, the one that I linked to has 22. Okay. They can there can be between 15 yes. and 22? Um. But as you're reading through that, I'm like, well, Moses had leadership, and yes. someone had craftsmanship, yes. and someone had service. Yes. Like it's just, it's yes. awesome to
1: see that. Yes. And I think that that's an important thing that you just bring up as we get into this, is that again, there are different personality tests. You may find one that you like better for yourself mm-hmm. than another. Um, there are different spiritual gifts tests that maybe you connect with one more than you do with another. Um, that's where I would say throw a little grace, mm-hmm. be careful of your resources, Yeah, but throw a little grace and don't be like, well, that must not be biblical because they have 15 and they have 21. So I'm right. not doing it. Right? Right, like, right. right. You just be willing to turn one yeah. a little bit. There's just different in interpretations. interpretations. So, and then secondly, it led me into New Testament. I love to have an Old Testament and a New Testament when possible. There's a New Testament in 1 Corinthians 12. We learn all about the different gifts by the Spirit. And so not only are we learning about all the, the spiritual gifts, but then Paul goes into another section and says, because not everybody can be the hand. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can be the head. Not everybody can be the foot. And he's talking about the actual body of Christ in a um, kind of a literal context, right? So we're using an analogy now so that we can better understand how the body works together. You think about your actual body, it takes all the different parts of the body in order for us to be healthy and to function. And it's the same thing. And like you said last week, I'm like, the problem is, I think some of us always feel like we're the butthole. And we don't want to be the butthole. But at the end of the day, somebody has to be the gluteus max and somebody has to be the peck and somebody yeah. has to be the toenail. I mean, everything's got a job. It's just, I think sometimes we want to have somebody else's job more than we want to have our for own. For sure. And I think that's where there's such a strong, fleshly battle that goes on. Yeah. Um, just a lack of, of appreciation for whatever your yeah. gift was um and is So yeah.
0: that's my that's my biblical context. Well, um I want to I want to tag um tag on to that. So um I have an example from Acts, but before I do that, um Blue Letter Bible kind of took all of these spiritual gifts and put them into three categories: ministering gifts, serving gifts, and signs. Ooh, I love that. And so um like ministering gifts are apostles, evangelists, pastor, teacher, exhorter, discerner of spirits, wisdom, knowledge. Serving was um ministering, giving, ruling, mercy, and faith. And then signs, prophecy, healing, miracles, tongues, et cetera. Um, and so the the I have a New Testament example. And I think I used, I know I used this in some episode. It may have been in our Be Missional series mm-hmm. when we were talking about kind of gifts-oriented things. Um, but there's a, there's a script, there's a section of scripture, Acts 6, 1 through 7. And it was, um, you know, Jesus had already ascended and the disciples were being multiplied and they're going out and they're preaching. Um, and it says in verse one, there was a murmuring among the Hellenists against the Hebrews because their widows were overlooked in the daily distributions of food. So the 12 disciples called the multitude of the multitude of disciples together and said, it's not reasonable for us to leave the word of God and serve tables. Brothers look among yourselves for seven men who are known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom that we can appoint over this duty. But we are going to keep doing the prayer and ministry of the word. So that pleased everybody. They chose Stephen, they chose a couple other men, and they are the ones that went and took care of the food, took care of the widows, while the other guys were doing what they were called to do. And the result of all of that was the word of God spread, the number of disciples grew rapidly, and a great number of priests were obedient to the faith. Oh. So it was like, Hey, I know my spiritual gift is preaching, so I need to keep preaching, but you appoint people that are gifted at serving and ministering in that capacity and let them do that. And we'll keep doing this. And the result was a multitude of people that came to know Jesus.
1: And you know, when you're doing something that you're good at and that you enjoy doing, you'll want to keep doing it. Yeah. When you're doing something that is not your thing, you will wake up every morning going, man, I don't want to go do this. Right.
0: And as a as a caveat, which we say all the time, there are times where God calls you to be yes. obedient to the things that you don't want to do. That's right. But you in may general, work in the kitchen. Everyone has to work in the kitchen. May in the kitchen. Yep. I may have to clean a toilet, like I, I did this morning. I may have to try to help with a website somewhere. I, I don't know. I mean, there will be those moments. But in general, when we are operating in the flow of the Holy Spirit and what He has called us That's to, right. it is a joy and it is a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And we need to take time to rest. But it isn't. It's it's an overflow. Yeah.
1: So I do not have any one specific gift assessment. I've used the LifeWay gift assessment mostly. Um, I lead a group of women and we did this and I printed them out. We all did them right there and then because I didn't, I couldn't do it online. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't have one that I'm necessarily married to. I think that, um, you know, if you are on a site that's a little more uh, charismatic, you may find that there are more charismatic type, Yeah. Uh, Gifts that are mentioned and described. And if you're on a more Baptist one, you probably won't. Um, But I think there are just a lot of gifts out there or assessments. And and again, I would just tell everybody we'll link to a couple that we used. But, you know, you don't have to split a hair over it. Right. Um, So tell me, because there are so many, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. really quick, you could run through. Why don't you run through your list and then let's okay. talk about what your gifts are. And I'll talk about what. Okay. Going. So I did one that's at spiritualgiftstest.com. gifts, um, And so this one had 22 okay. but other ones that I went to had 15, 17, depending. Um, so like it's, these are, I think these are alphabetical order, not in any other order. Um, administration, apostleship, craftsmanship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, intercession, Knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, pastor slash shepherd, prophecy, service, teaching, tongues, and wisdom.
1: And mine's fifteen. Okay, Lifeway one is fifteen, but you'll notice they're pretty much all the same: leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, shepherding, faith, evangelism, apostleship, service, and helps, mercy, giving, hospitality. Mm-hmm. So they're all pretty much the same. You'll just find a couple extra, maybe mercy split into a couple of different things, or maybe
0: leadership is split into a couple of different things. What are your top gifts? My top three are knowledge, teaching and wisdom.
1: I totally wouldn't agree with
0: that. And then faith was in that was in like, if I did it five, top five versus top three, faith was there too. Yeah. um, Ironically, no craftsmanship or hospitality. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I know. I
1: You're surprised as I can't believe it. Because guess where hospitality is?
0: I know exactly where it is.
1: <laughs> now, the, here's an interesting fact. Okay, let me give you mine really fast. So, leadership and discernment have always been pretty much toe-to-toe for me. Um, exhortation is always at a top, like top five for me. And um, hospitality is always in a uh-huh. top five for me. So, I... Um, Used to be high, high hospitality. Like hospitality was one of my highest, but as I've gotten older and as life has changed for me and phases of life have changed for me, it's not, I mean, I'm still gifted in that area. Uh, Maybe I just don't use it as much, or maybe it doesn't excite me as much. And so I score a little bit lower now on hospitality Mm -hmm. than I used to, but that used to be really, really high on my list. Do you want to know what my lowest
0: is? Uh, Of mercy? Yeah.
1: (laughs) that is
0: hilarious
1: <laughs> low low mercy now if there was a compassion on here i would be high in compassion but yes. i am low in mercy that low is mercy. hysterical so i have i have no tolerance for stupid
0: <laughs> what what are the top three top three as you just recently took it um it's leadership discernment okay, okay. exhortation okay. Okay. yeah isn't that so funny your top three much there's no crossover no which but is just goes to show you yeah. how God will use that. Yeah. I mean, and even Enneagram and everything else, mm-hmm. like we have no crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, but when God's involved with it, it like like you're beneficial for the mm-hmm. people that are listening. I'm beneficial for mm-hmm. like it's just so fascinating. And we do connect with different people. We yes. resonate with
1: different people. I mean, the people who reach out to us, and when Amber was with us, mm-hmm. there are just different people who will connect with those different personalities. And I think that that's an important example of yeah. Like we do friendship well, but we do ministry really well together. Yeah. we do tasks, we do projects together. I mean, we just there's no. Like, hey, this is what you're good at. Why don't you do this? Okay, great. I do this. And we don't surprise one another. But I think also because we know one another, we accept one another in our differences. We don't make each other feel guilty. I don't ask you to cook dinner, you know, for everybody for an event. Because I know that's just not your thing. Whereas I don't have to think twice about it. It's Mm -hmm. easy for me to do it. I can throw it together in Mm -hmm. 30 minutes, right? And I
0: can tell you, quit playing around in Canva. Just let me make something and send it to you to post. And I'll be like, okay,
1: great. (laughs) I'm going to try. I, know, and, right? God, I and you'll try, it. yeah. but it's, it's not my wheelhouse and it's going to take me twice as long. Just like it would take you twice as long to do dinner. You know, you would rather write. I would rather speak. Yep. You would rather study. I'd rather, you know, just off the cuff. I was, right. listening, I was listening to us recently and I was like, yeah, i just like to do it off the cuff. And you're like,
0: I don't do anything off the cuff. I can't, I cannot do <laughs> off the cuff. Like makes me want to like crawl yes. inside my... Oh,
1: um, so I just think that even what we do with Be Still, Be Free is a great example of how God brings the gifts and talents together in order to do something for him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, now it, I think sometimes can be harder if you're with people who are just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there again, you just have to have the grace that you're not going to butt heads because even if you have the same spiritual gifts, you're going to have different personalities. Yes. And so if you can just get even a little deeper about that person and figure out, you know, where they're coming from or how they see things or whatever, then you're going to understand, okay, we might both be good at leadership, but I'm going to do this one. And there, even you and I, there have been times where we've had to have hard conversations or, you know, responded to somebody and Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, I think you would probably connect better with that person than I would. Absolutely. You know, or, you know, hey, how do you think this should be answered so that we are seeing it from two different Mm -hmm. points of view? So, yeah, yeah, but leadership, discernment, and exhortation, those are consistently... At my high. Chris and I are both high leadership, right? He's high leadership, but we lead incredibly differently Mm -hmm. Um, and we respond completely differently in leadership opportunities. So that too, we'll go to show you, but we have different enneagrams with different
0: personalities. And so, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think Greg's taken one in a long time, but I'm sure I could pick yeah, out from this good. list exactly what Well, they are.
1: I know what one of his highest is, discernment.
0: <laughs> yeah, discernment, leadership.
1: But I think and ones then, and discernment and leadership go together. Very much right? so. I think ones are incredibly discerning and in that we talk about that. Yeah. They talk about that. Um, so I think those kind of go together. And then I think the exhortation kind of does, too, because we want, we're want encouragers. Yep.
0: Right. And so we, we like to motivate people and yeah. encourage them to do things. And so those three things kind of go. Together. And also exhortation isn't just the positive stuff. It's being right. able to come in and have a word of rebuke when necessary right. as well. And, um, which
1: is where ones and eights are different. We're talking yeah. about enneagrams because enneagrams don't care how they say it or eights don't care how they say it. But correct. Ones do. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's also great. So it's fun. Also great. So, so do you have, I have a couple of scriptures I just wanted to read it. real quickly. Do it. Um, there, I mean, if you Google, what does the Bible say about spiritual gifts? You will get a laundry list mm-hmm. of things, but there were just a couple I wanted to read uh, Romans 12, six through eight. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, serve. If it is teaching, teach. If it is to encourage, encourage. And it goes on to list all these different ones. But basically he's like, if you have the gift, use it if you like, once you take this test and you know, you have that gift, then do it. it. If it is to give, then give, if it is to lead, then do it diligently. So, um, if it's mercy, do it cheerfully. Like I love that those, um, descriptors are on the end of those as well. So, um, we all have different ones, but actually do something with that knowledge when you get it. Well,
1: that's where, that's where the satisfaction comes in. When you Mm -hmm. see that you used a gift, a gift and talent, like, you know, when we would speak at some of the events that we did and people were like, are you just exhausted? I'm like, no, that's my gift and talent. You know, I'm doing what I love to do and I'm doing something for Jesus and that gets me all excited. So when you are using your gift and talent and you're doing something for Jesus, the spirit sustains you Mm -hmm. and it gets a little, gets a little ramped up
0: inside of you. You feel it. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It is a great feeling. Mm -hmm. It really is. It made a difference and you feel that. Yeah. Um, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Mm. So I just love that one because it just is like, God gave all of these things. And here's why we all need to reach unity in faith. And so that's, the, that's the goal. Will we reach that before heaven? Probably not. But,
1: but if he right. made us all the same, we wouldn't reach unity. Right. right. We, we wouldn't. And so again, it's just learning each other, respecting one another and being who we are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at, yes. at the end of the day, again, I would just encourage everybody to walk away from this saying, Hey, I am different. And it's okay for me to be different. I am unique and I was created to be unique. And yeah. um, it doesn't matter who you are. Even when my little niece with Down syndrome was born, I remember thinking, you know, I was on a walk in the neighborhood and I was thinking, God says that all of us are fearfully, and wonderfully made. He doesn't say we're all those except the ones who look different or the ones who act different or the ones who talk different. We're all fearfully, and wonderfully made. And that means even little Emily is fearfully, and wonderfully made. Her personality something about her was created exactly for the kingdom of God. And she has amazing little gifts and talents and she has amazing little personality. So it doesn't matter how quirky you are, or if you have a diagnosis or whatever, you're still fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not
0: an accident. Yeah. You're not an accident. No, God doesn't make them well that is spiritual gifts so this week that is your practical application is to go link up to one of these tests or find a different one that resonates with you and take that test and like prayerfully talk to god about the results and um you know ask him to show you opportunities where you can put those into practice like you will only grow a muscle by working it and so like start small but then go deep and go big amen so all
1: right everybody Next week, Enneagrams. I might be most
0: excited about this week. I don't know. figure. All right. Bye, Bye. y'all.